Hello, and welcome to episode 75 of Inbound Agency Journey. Today we've got a special guest, David Darmanin from Hotjar. David has an agency background. He's the CEO, co-founder of Hotjar, which is one of the hot new analytics and CRO tools out on the market. It is a phenomenal tool. If you're not using it yet for yourself, for your clients, I highly recommend checking it out. And I'll bet that after listening to David's interview here today, you're going to go and do just that. So I'm going to let David share all the insights from this bad boy. We had a phenomenal chat. Um, They are headquartered over on the island of Malta, which is over just off the coast of Italy. It looks like a beautiful place. You should probably Google Malta and check that out as well. And you'll get jealous of David and the team's work atmosphere over there. But without further ado, folks, here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. All right, David, welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. We're excited to have you here today. Ah, thanks for having me, Andrew. It's a pleasure. Great. Uh, Would you mind just kind of opening up um, to the audience, sharing a little bit about your background and how you got to be where you are today? Sure. Yeah, it's it's a long story, right? Like many, many journeys um, from like the the client space into the software. Usually there is kind of always some interesting stories. But the big picture is that um, I've always been very passionate about um, building and growing businesses um, uh, and sites. And I've worked a lot with clients in the past in, in very different verticals, countries and, and different spaces. Um, and yeah, I've, I've always been very passionate about understanding what is it that makes a great site, a great website kind of tick. Um, and, and that kind of journey has taken me through different disciplines so uh, I, my my core background is is the visual side, so design, but I quickly moved into um, what now is called like growth or conversion rate optimization, um, and that brought me obviously into marketing. So even though my background is design, I am a marketer at heart. <laughs> <laughs> Brings you around full spectrum. Exactly. So in a way, I I kind of see myself as a technical marketer, um, and in the years. Um, kind of working up towards Hotjar. I was working both in-house with 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 firms, but then I also spent a few years working in a agency uh, setup, um, kind of agency slash consultancy, more focused on on marketing. And I was lucky enough to work with some really big brands. Um, and yeah, everything came full circle because the tools that I was using before in my own businesses, or or where I worked, or with clients kind of, I started to realize there was a gap, there was something missing. And I was fortunate enough to have worked with some really interesting people that wanted to join me on the journey to build Hotjar. That's a fantastic story. I love um, kind of walking the line from, um, you know, an agency background and then moving into a a software tool. That's what we've done here at Doing Done as well. Um, So can you talk to us about that journey? How did the idea come to you and how did you begin to build the team around you uh, to kind of get things out and get things started. Well, yeah. Um, over over the years, I realized that there were a few 
kind of things that I wanted to do on sites in terms of measuring data and collecting feedback and input. But I found that I was using kind of a, a varied mixed mix of, of tools every time to do that. And they, they were all kind of disjointed and maybe the experience was not particularly designed for what I was doing, which was improving the performance. Uh, in terms of performance, I mean like outcome for, for clients. So I was a little bit frustrated by the fact that I had to use so many different tools and I wasn't too happy by the way they worked. So we said, hey, there's this opportunity here. Um, we are builders at heart, so let's go build a solution for our own problem. That's awesome. I mean, I love it when companies start with their own pain and they have, you kind of coming from the agency background at least, and the design and conversion rate optimization, you have a taste for what your kind of target avatar is looking for there as well. So if you solve a product that fix, fixes your problem, there's a really good chance it's going gonna, it's gonna to scratch the right edge for the market as well. Agreed. Uh, and I like using that term as well. Um, like with Hotjar, we were literally scratching our own itch, right? And that, that's very powerful because it, it makes it much easier to build the tool. Um, and I'd say that the, the key thing that, that we discovered was that in a way there was no tool that was really bridging the gap between like what we call the analytics side. So what, what visitors, users, customers are doing, their actual behavior, and then, and then what they have to say, so their voice. Um, and consistently we found that when you leverage both things together, that's where you get the biggest results. It's internally what we call the big picture. So the better you understand um, what's happening and, and what your users, customers have to say, you get these kind of aha moments. Um, and and that, that allows you to make better decisions of what to do next and, and, and what to actually do. Great. It seems like when you're tackling a problem that big, it can be a challenge to know where to stop in terms of like features to create or what do you bring into the tool and what do you lean on for integrations. Can you talk about the process of scaling the scaling the tool? How did you know when to release it to the public for the first time and what features make it on your feature list? How do you guys go kind of go about that filtering process? That's a good question. And I've actually, we received that question a lot of times to the point that I decided to blog about it. I, I actually wrote a, a, an extended piece on our blog, which is uh, the, the Hotjar blog. And, and yeah, basically in a nutshell, um, I, I had, I, I, the, Hotjar is not my first attempt to build kind of a, a solution in terms of software. So I, I had kind of failed twice before um, for different reasons. The first is we spent way too long building and we, we, we kind of took too long to go to market. And then when we did, we realized we had made many bad decisions along the way. And it was kind of a little bit too late to start pivoting. So that was one. Um, and then the second time we built something simpler and faster, but we weren't kind of addressing something there was a big enough market for. So okay. with Hotjar, kind of th we kind of wanted to leverage those two lessons. So we first stopped to, to see and understand with some basic research about trends, demand, market size and whatnot. And then the second one was to build this as, as quickly as possible in an iterative way. Now, what do we mean by that? Um, what we did was we, we, we focused a lot on, on what, what we call an MVP, a minimal, minimum viable product. So 
it's it's this process of first throwing everything in the bucket <laughs> and then trimming out and taking out until you're down to the bare minimum um, uh, so that kind of you, you can ship as quickly as possible. So in our case, what we decided to do was we said, let's do a beta, right? Because that gives us the freedom to build something which might not be perfect and then sure. involve a community very early on in the process of, of fine-tuning it and make, making it market-ready. Uh, and that was that was extremely successful for us. So I think um, the fact that we were scratching our own itch made it really easy for us to kind of communicate what we're building up front and generate interest. And then I think because we were disruptive in our model um, in terms of changing the way the product works. So instead of collecting a lot of data and making it really expensive, we did it more ad hoc and you collect the data you need because we come from the agency background, which is, that's how you work, right? You're working on different parts of the site. Because we did that disruptive element, we, that's how we got the community. So it was kind of a part of um, being being very iterative and lean, so really chopping off, really making an effort to eliminate anything that's not required. Um, but then second, creating something which is of value enough to actually build a community, right? Because you can be very iterative and lean, but no one might be interested in it. <laughs> or you might have a lot of interest in, in, in what you're building, but then it takes you too long to ship it. So I think it's a question of combining these two things together. Yeah, that's a powerful balance to strike there because it, at the end of the day, it has to solve the customer's need. Um, and just like from watching you guys grow, um, you've really built a passionate community around your brand and around the product. Have you guys seen that community shape the product in a way that you did not anticipate or has kind of the feedback that you've received from them aligned with the kind of the vision that you had when you set things out to begin? Definitely. Um, the Definitely has had an impact. I'd say we always make an effort to stay true to our vision, despite what our what the community says, as in that is what we call our North Star, right? It's, I think it's it's very easy and dangerous to kind of focus too much on on what um, kind of all your users are saying, because then you're going to end up building kind of a monster. Um, so your vision is your your north star is kind of your filter, but then there were many things that we did not anticipate simply because maybe we we hadn't worked with a, a site which was like our our client or our our behavior or our ways or our technologies of doing things were not the same. So there's there's kind of two ways that we learned. One, which is especially when it comes to technology, you cannot anticipate everything, right? So when when a site is running the Hotjar uh, uh, solu solution, you kind of start to discover things that, that you were not aware of and, and you just fix for that. That's kind of automated in a way. And then there's the more qualitative side, which is uh, people asking for things or, or not finding the experience kind of ideal. So what we did was we, we took the second piece very seriously. So we, we kind of um, take a note of everything that's mentioned to us. We, we, t we try and be as analytical around that as possible. So keeping a note of how often something is mentioned and the root cause of it. And then as soon as it becomes big enough, and if it's in line with our vision, then we prioritize that uh, against any other item. That's fantastic. So that way you're not just kind of going going towards the loudest of your customers, but you're actually 
falling in line with what the majority are really looking for. That's great. Yeah. When now the customer base you guys have right now, um, now you said you came from the agency background. Did you anticipate uh, a large number of agencies using the tool or kind of just direct marketers or what is that breakdown been and does that align with what you guys were thinking? That's an interesting question because early on we had a big surprise. We were instantly this great solution for internal companies, maybe with a spent more like it was more the end of my career that was more agency slash consultancy focused. So kind of I, I we realized how many agencies there are out there that, that had the same issue we had. So very early on we noticed so many agencies signing up for Hotjar, I think it was like nearly half our user base, which we were blown away by, that we said this warrants some kind of specific attention. So what we did was uh, we had a, our, our theory of how we should, for example, make the tool work in an agency environment, because obviously when, when you're an in-house company team um, set up, you, you obviously use the tool in a certain way, right? It's one one billing model, you're paying for your own account, but with agencies, there's different type of challenges. So we said, let's do, let's eat our own dog food and do a survey with these agencies to understand uh, their expectations, their challenges, um, and dig more into that. And, and I'm happy we did that because we had some kind of preconceptions around, for example, we thought agencies would prefer their client to pay but we quickly realized that agencies preferred to pay for the client. So we this feedback early on helped us to kind of quickly pivot our idea um, and, and change in time before our go-to-market, before the beta ended. And that had a huge impact because then we saw really, really fast in by agencies. Okay, dang, that's really cool. Just reaching out to customers, figuring out what do they want and making sure that that aligns with what you guys are thinking. That's fantastic. On, now, a lot of the folks listening here are either agency owners or they're working at an agency. Um, so can you, can you share any specific stories or any, um, any common paths that you see agencies leveraging to get the most out of Hotjar for their clients? Yeah, I'd say there's a range of use cases. We, in fact, we, 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 we also publish some of these stories on our blog and we have quite a few lined up. So we want to continue sharing these stories because I think it's a, it's a powerful way to be inspired by, by how, how other agencies are doing it. But I'd say the main use cases are one, which I think was the biggest surprise, was that many agencies uh, are using Hotjar to actually get clients. So what they do is very early on in the process when where they're engaging with a client, they actually deploy the tool really quickly to give this a sense of value and show kind of proof of of kind of what the behavior really is, right? And show the need for improvement. So that was kind of quite impressive. In fact, I think we have a blog post about how one agency kind of actually closed deals by leveraging Audra. Yeah, I, I was kind of, again, it's all about like, not in a million years could I have kind of imagined that use case. Um, but I'd say the second one, um, which is, is is super important, I think it's, it's typically there are challenges, right? When in an agency that we tend to see things in a certain way and the client is seeing it from a different perspective. 
obviously the client has the benefit of knowing the industry and knowing the, their customers really well, but they also are a little bit blinded by their internal speak and their internal processes. Yeah. Um, and, and the agency has the benefit of seeing things from the bigger picture from externally, which can be very powerful when you're trying to improve a, a site or a business. So uh, I think Hotjar is, is the ultimate tool in that relationship because it brings to the table hard proof of what's actually happening. And you move away from opinions, you move away from debates on this is how we would do it and this is how you want to do it. And it's more about this is what's happening. This is what your users are unhappy about. And if we address this, you're going to get results, right? So it's less about hunches and guessing. It's more about um, let's follow the data. Let's go towards the kind of the, the route, which is most likely to give us results the fastest. Yeah, and that kind of takes the agency out of the bad guy seat because you can feel like you come you come to the client, you share your opinion of what they think they should do, and if they don't like it, you're the bad guy. And now you just point to the users and say, hey, this is what your prospects told us or this is the feedback that we got from the way people are actually behaving on your site. That seems like a really powerful leverage point when it comes to working with clients. Exactly, and and in most cases, like agencies would probably be right with their hunches, to back that up with data, um, that's very, very, very powerful. And I'd say in my experience working in an agency and environment, like the, the way clients react when you show them how their visitors, customers, users are using their site, their product or whatever, it's really powerful. Um, they kind of, they think beyond hot jar. They, they think, this agency has allowed me now to see, <laughs> to understand. Yeah. So that, that value is instantly attributable to the kind of the agency experience. So it's, it's, it's very, very powerful. That is really neat. It's almost like the point that you shared how your expectation of the, hubs, of the, uh, the Hotjar user base was totally different. It had way more agencies in it. You're almost bringing that same clarity to the client and then the agency looks like the, the messenger of that clarity. So that's a really powerful positioning point, especially early on in the relationship. Because as agencies, we're always trying to display value as early in the process as possible. So that's a really cool tactic. Agreed. Great. Now, one, one question mark I have is there's so many different kind of niches within digital marketing, like digital agencies specifically, and like conversion rate optimization or generating user feedback might not be something that a lot of agencies are good at today. Um, have you guys seen kind of a need for education or a need for structure around how people should be leveraging Hotjar to collect feedback from customers? Definitely, and it's something that we're working quite, quite hard on actually. The thing is this, um, conversion rate optimization in a way, like it's, it's, a, it's a big term to swallow, right? <laughs> And to be honest, I think there's a lot of misconceptions around it. In fact, as a tool, we kind of, in a way, like to distance ourselves from just CRO, as in it's, it's just one way of doing things, right? It's the, the presupposition that you're testing and you have this program and whatnot. But in reality, Hotjar is, like, is a tool that allows you to see, even if you're just going to make changes, just directly, right? We, we're trying to build a tool that is powerful enough that just gives you that information to make better decisions automatically. Now, obviously, if, if you are sophisticated or working with huge traffic and testing is, is part of that, then it becomes an even more powerful tool. 
but I'd say it's 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 not critical in a way. So even if you are like an inbound focused agency and maybe CRO is not your thing uh, right now or you haven't re- reached that level of sophistication, um, I think tools like Hotjar that, that give you that type of like research and insights are, are really powerful because they're going to make your your next moves much, much more kind of, um, let's say, they're, they're going to have a bigger impact. Um, and, and I think... CRO in general can also be dangerous because it's very easy to, and don't get me wrong, like I'm a huge CRO fan, right? It's like, that's my realm of expertise. <laughs> but I, I see that it can be a little bit of, of kind of data uh, paralysis uh, associated, associated with it, um, like overthinking a little bit too much um, the data and whatnot. But in reality, working with clients, typically there, is, there are so many big, uh, issues to solve that that are kind of become obvious when you when you use the tools like Hotjar that there's a lot of big wins that you can start with that even before that. On the education piece, though, we are we are trying to work on um, kind of what is more than just here's all the tools and here's what you can do. It's it's also more a question of what you should where you should be starting first and and what's the ideal flow. Um, so that's something that we're working quite a lot on at the moment. That's great. I'm, I'm curious if I, if there's an agency owner listening here and they're like, David, you're, you're preaching to me. I'm hearing what you're saying, but they've never used Hotjar before any other tool like that. If they were to sign up today and add Hotjar to a client account, what are the one or two things that they should do first to just start collecting that data uh, and start being able to hear a little bit from, from those users? Yeah, I think that the no-brainer instant thing to do is in Hotjar, you can create what's called a funnel. Now, this can be confusing because I know in the inbound um, environment, the word funnel has a different meaning. (laughs) Um, So with funnel here, what we mean is um, I actually recorded a training video about this recently, and I found that the best way to explain it is – Every website kind of should have, it's, it's like a, a treasure hunt experience, right? And you need to have a map. So if, if it's not clear to you at the outset what kind of the treasure hunt map is, like these are the different points you need to go to in order to make it to the treasure, um, that's the funnel. If you don't have that in place, then, then obviously you're not guiding your visitors where they should go, right? So... If, if they're hitting a site, especially at different parts, like if you're doing inbound and, and you're trying to get them to per- perhaps fill out a form or, or uh, digest certain content, like there is a specific journey you want them to follow. So with funnels in Hotjar, we allow you to track those different steps. Now, this is powerful, we, we feel, um, because you quickly identify which is your biggest drop-off point, right? So if many people are not even clicking that first button, that first point of interaction. It's pointless to be working on improving the the end of the funnel, right? Which might be the, the end outcome, sure. either a conversion. So it's really important to understand where is where is your point of, of biggest opportunity. So the funnel gives you that. Then with Hotjar, then you can dive in and you can actually see recordings, we call them. So it's it's like seeing videos of visitors that are abandoning at that point. Um, so both these two things you can set up literally within 
60 seconds. So it's, it's really fast to do it. You literally define the different URLs or, or action points. You see where the drop-off is, and then you can jump in and watch recordings. And, and this recordings thing is, is what we call empathy. So the ability to quickly see what's going on, you can quickly identify, like, are there UX issues, experience issues, um, is something unclear? And just that act of looking over uh, the shoulder of, like, 100, 200 visitors can be very powerful because you're going to start seeing things in a, in a completely different way than you thought that maybe the site was being used. Then, obviously, the next level up is... Um, the feedback aspect, which is then on that page where you have a drop-off point or that problem, asking a question. So why aren't you clicking this button? Why aren't you doing this? Or why did you leave us today? And that's the connecting the dots point I mentioned before. So all of a sudden, now you know, okay, so I'm bleeding the most people at this point. Um, I'm seeing the way they're behaving. They're not even seeing this content. They're not even scrolling down to what I thought was important. And they're saying, where is the price? <laughs> yeah. So now I'm saying, ah, so maybe maybe in the journey, maybe the pricing is a good thing to have up front. Right? I'm just firing off these random examples, right? So it, the, all these factors are going to change depending on the, who the client is, what the experience is. But it's this, it's this process of unearthing these facts, which is going to make you uh, kind of aware of, of what you should be doing next. That is fantastic. And I know it's using those screen recordings has helped us find different aspects in client sites. Um, one time there were people clicking all over something that they thought was a button and should take them somewhere, but it wasn't a button. And that kind of showed us a gap in our kind of our UX there. And it's helped us kind of maximize conversions on that point. So it helps you identify frustrations and drop-offs. And I really think that that kind of step-by-step -step layout there is really helpful to help folks get the most out of it. Um, David, there's there's just so much that we could get into here today. Um, if we've kind of scratched an itch for folks and they want to learn more about how they can leverage Hotjar for their clients, um, where would be the best place for them to go to grab resources like that? Um, yeah, I wrote uh, what I call an action plan, which is I highly recommend that um, anyone working in in, the, in an agency space read. It's nearly independent of Hotjar as a tool, so we're kind of much more interested in spreading the message of, as we said, right, getting this visibility, become more data-driven. So anyone just Googling Hotjar Action Plan can read about what we've learned um, collectively as a, as a group in our careers. Um, and then obviously they can easily also set up a free account with Hotjar to, to test that out as well. That is fantastic. We'll link that action plan up in the show notes so you guys can head over to doingbound.com slash podcast to check that out. Um, David, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on Inbound Agency Journey, share some of your background, your your perspective on the agency world, and your story of uh, getting a pretty kick-butt tool built and launched and having a great community around it. So thanks for coming on. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.